All right, everybody. Welcome to another Rocker Mike and Rob Presents show. And we have uh, two fantastic guests today, Cindy and Henry from the New York City Lower East Side high energy rock and roll band, The Sins. Great band. I'm glad you guys are here today with us. And the guy with the big head on the left, that's Rob Rossi. How you doing? Hey, hi, Rob. All right. So... Yeah, um, I'm really excited that you guys are on. Uh, I've seen you guys a few times, and uh, I think high energy is kind of maybe even an, un- an understatement. You guys really rock. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. Well, so. like you do. And uh, great, great look, great image, uh, just a perfect rock and roll band. It's what you want to what you, what you see in a small club, which is great. And unfortunately, that's pretty much all New York has to offer. So, you know what? Uh, yeah, I mean, the, the situation with the venues are, is awful now. Yeah, you know, it'll, but, it'll be. I, I, I'm, I'm very optimistic that it's going to all be back soon. You know, that's that's great you say that because me and Rob always say that this whole situation with COVID and everybody being stuck home, when all this is over and everything reopens, they're going to look to come back and maybe some scene will start. Who knows? Yeah. You know, I'm hoping, I'm hoping. But you guys have been plugging along for, oh God, like over 10 years now. That's right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. okay. And basically the Sins is 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 kind of you two. Yeah. Okay. Uh, you know, Revolve, you guys are the main songwriters, right? Yeah. We are the only songwriters. The only song- okay. We call gotcha. the family of players. Gotcha. 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 Now you have four albums all together, but you just released something recently. I think it was in the fall called Comic Destiny uh, on Fish Puppy Records. And uh, I've checked this out. You got some. There you go. There you go. Yeah. There's some great tracks on there like Let Me Go, Run Through the Fire, Break the Hold, a bunch of others. Um, I noticed also that uh, you you know you're on Amazon. Everybody can download this, right? That's a good place to get it. Yes, we're, we're everywhere music is sold online. Everywhere where music is sold. Mm-hmm. Fantastic, fantastic. Um, tell us a little bit about this new album. Uh, you know what went into it? How long you guys take to get to record it? And you know, this album we worked on pretty much all during COVID. And, wow. Uh, so. When it's our COVID album. It's our it's our COVID album because <laughs> there wasn't any gigs, um, right? Everything was shut down. So, but we were still writing songs. We still had songs to ready to go. Mm-hmm. And so this is we worked on this pretty much all during the uh, from. Let's see, is there a date on here? All through 2019. Yeah. And then and then it was being mixed and uh, mastered and everything else. I think in in the early part of 2021 and then it came out and yeah we started it a little bit before covid actually she's right it was like the right. winter, the winter of 2019 all through uh 2020 and we had to take some breaks because of some personnel stuff going on and as soon as that was fixed we came back and worked on it some more and between the mastering and getting them all printed oh, up and there we go. <laughs> yeah, it was the little album that could, honestly, because we yeah. had issues within the band. We had, uh, you know, closures, and you had to distance and masking, and there was all these intense restrictions at the time. And so, sure. just 
just trying to um, do the um, the maneuvering, you know, and 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 get together. And and we had to send our like, for example, we had to send our bass player tracks, and then he would be able to work on them in his own studio in his home, uh, which is where we recorded many of the songs. But it was it was a logistical effort and and a and a uh, and an effort on so many levels that it was miraculous that we actually did it. I still look at that album and think, wow, you know, we 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 got it done. And I think it was cool because the technology today is you can record something and send it to somebody like in another state. Have isn't, them, isn't that amazing? Send it back to the studio. Mm -hmm. And like you as know, long as they have the same software, fine tune it. Yeah, Pro, you know, so they're using Pro Tools. Right. Right. Yeah, it's but, it's uh, it's so easy. You don't even have to be together. You know, regardless yeah, of the the situation. The technology is amazing. Yeah, we brought Arno Hepton. I'm not, I'm sure you guys know who Arno is from and the Uptown Horns. I was going to ask you about Horns. that. He's a good friend, but I've never I've never asked him. Now, as a friend, I've never asked him to mm -hmm. do anything for me. But he asked me, he goes, when am I going to play on the track of yours? And I went, <laughs> well, <laughs> why don't you, why don't you listen to these two tracks we're about to record and see if there's something there you, you want to do. And just so the, uh, just so the fans know, wh which track is it? Well, he did too. He did let me go. And, um, and, and what's the other one he did? Um, um, I'm still here. I'm still here. But the, the amazing thing was Arno came in. And they just put in like you know where he's where he stands, where the setup was, and it was like boom, he oh, just yeah. did it. Yeah, there. like when a guy like Arno, you know, I somebody like me, I'm not the guy to tell Arno what to play. So right. I, we figured that, I did. <laughs> so, so we let him come in, Arno. Here's your you know here's your space. You know we'll let you know when we're all queued up. So we didn't know what he was going to do. As it turned out, he had a four-piece thing all mapped out in his head. Okay, roll the first one. He did a, did a track. Okay, roll the next one. He did another track on top of that. Did another wow. one on top of that. It sounded like a horn section. Did it another was one, one on top of that. So He's amazing. This huge, it was like a gorilla, a 700-pound gorilla of horns. And it was and it was two sacks. He had the bass sax and he had the alto. Yeah, the uh, the baritone. The baritone. And yeah, then, and, and he had a tenor. Yeah. Okay. And, See, and I don't know anything so about musical instruments, as you all can tell right now. But <laughs> it's it's funny because I I I can put a song together, and and he understands the the, the terminology I use, which <laughs> nobody would else would would understand at all. But we manage to write songs, and I do. He helps sometimes with words. I help sometimes with music, harmonies, things like that. But we manage to do that without me ever having played an instrument in my life. Although I did play a drum pad in high school. Well, it looks like you're a natural. I have rhythm. Rhythm is yeah. not a problem for me. But I, I honestly cannot understand how anybody could play a string thing with dots, and and you, you need two hands and it's beyond me. You can't teach me. He's tried. You cannot teach me. I don't understand. She no. has her own language. Well, I, you know, your, your instrument is your voice. Yeah. Right. That's my instrument. Yeah. Yes. And that comes from growing up in a house with four females. We just screamed at each other. My whole <laughs> but you must have screamed with a little bit of harmony or something, right? You had to get your own voice yeah. to get heard over the other women. 
Yeah. You know, I had sure. all sisters. I didn't have brothers. And, you know, we were the kind of kids that we pulled each other's hair and we screamed. And and um, if you wanted to get heard, you really had to somehow be a, a, a distinct voice in that mix. So I guess I developed a very particular scream that works for rock and roll. Where'd you grow up, Cindy? I grew up in New Jersey. I'm a New Jersey girl. Okay, wow. Jersey girl. Central Jersey, yeah. How and about you, Henry? Where'd you grow up? Same. I've known Same. you since 15. Somerville. You guys, you guys knew each other since how long? I was 15 years old and sneaking into a bar up the road to see bands. <laughs> I take my father's car in the middle of the night on the school night and go see bands up at this little bar called the Hofbrau. And uh -huh. he was one of the people that played in the bands up there. Awesome. Awesome. Yeah. Henry, when did you start playing guitar? Uh, when I was like 11, 12 years old. Yeah. Wow, yeah. My, uh, I wanted to get the girls. <laughs> That's usually the reason. Yeah. No, my parents, you know, it was funny. My parents always gave like instruments to my brother. You know, and I used to get, I don't know what I used to get, you know, Snowshoes. Mr. Machine or, you know, some, some crazy thing. But he would always get like these different instruments. Like one time he got this trumpet. It kind of worked like a real trumpet, but it was like made out of plastic. And so we played with it for a couple a couple weeks and uh, let it go. And I picked it up and started playing, you know, songs on it. And my parents were like, whoa, cool. So then the next thing he got was a guitar, which he played for a couple weeks. And again, it's like sitting in the closet. So I picked it up and started plunking along. And uh I taught myself songs from my little stupid record player. You know, we had like a little box that you open up. Yeah. And I would sit there and figure out songs. I didn't even tune it right. I used to tune it to like an open chord. What were you like, listening to back then? Oh, uh, Steppenwolf, The Ventures, mm -hmm. uh, um, uh, Stones, of course, Beatles. Uh, I believe one of The Ventures just passed away recently. Yeah, I know. I heard about that. that was uh, uh, Don Wilson, right? He was the last one, I think. He yeah, was. yeah, that's right. He was the last one. Wow. And he has an encyclopedic knowledge of music and music history. There's, I've never met anybody. I'm going to say it. I've never met anybody who knows as much as he does. And I mean, we're going back to the original blues guys, you know, even jazz. Yeah. Um, there's, he's taught me so much about, you know, appreciating where where all the bands I loved when I was coming up, you know, they came from these other blues people. And, you know, rock and roll is a result of really a whole different group of musicians. So anyway, I started playing uh, guitar and harmonica. I used to play harmonica going between practice right. in high school. Mm -hmm. and, uh, some guys asked me if I wanted to join a band and one thing led to another. Tell them about how you used to play. Here we are, the same. Tell, tell them about <laughs> how you used to play. Well, no, I mean, see, I didn't play the right way. Like, you know, there's a certain way you're supposed to tune the guitar. Yeah. Which I, I didn't have a book. I didn't have anything. I just you had taught this, yourself this instrument. So I just tuned the strings so that they sounded good. Yeah. Just hitting them and just plunked my finger across the fret to make chords up and down the neck. And I was ready. I was ready to rock and roll. I, you know, I saw the Beatles on TV, and that's what mm -hmm. I wanted to do, like everybody else. That's the rock and roll way. Do it yourself, you know. Yeah. Uh, now, you guys have um, cited some very cool influences to your music, the, the Ramones, Patti Smith, the yeah. Dead Boys. Uh, 
I hear uh, I hear some Stiv influences in your music, definitely Stiv Baders. Um, you said Steppenwolf. What about you, Cindy? What were you listening to? What 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 do you kind of think of as main influences for for what you do? Well, I, I worked in a rock and roll club, so I met a lot of the bands that I loved, and and you know I was kind of like absorbed into that whole scene back in like 80s through 90s i was always working around music and and everything and so um but i was a poet that used to perform with a band and so for me of course patty smith because poetry poet, you know mm -hmm. with, with a band she was you know she was the apex she was the acme of course um, so jim carroll who i i got to know um he was an influence um, Ivan Crowell is kind of a mentor to me, and he actually was the person who taught me how to download this voice recorder so that I could send uh, my poetry over to uh, Jerome Parker Wells, who was living at the time in, uh, I think he was living in Sweden, and he then he would create music, and we started to do these performance pieces with poetry and music, and they got noticed online, and that's how that all started for me with the spoken word. Right. Uh, but I was wow. still doing poetry when I when I reconnected with Henry and I had real punk influences, um, which, you know, Henry is more of a, a, a true rock and roll guy. I was more like, eh, like I want to scream, you know, I want to be <laughs> angry. And so when you combine the two of us, we kind of came up with our own thing, but he wanted me to sing. And I was like, no, nah, I'm not singing. This story has been told a million times, but for people who are listening to your show that would, haven't heard it, I was dead set against singing. I'm like, I'm not a singer. I'm not singing. And he kept encouraging me to just sing the words. Yeah. And it was rough. I mean, you could see the progression from our first album until the fourth album. Um, I definitely had to, let go of the idea of what a singer was and just do what what i do and once i got that once i got yeah. the notion that i just do me i don't have to be celine yeah. Dion, you no. know and, right. and so the definition of a singer could be rock and roll singer it doesn't have to be you know the traditional singer. exactly exactly that's, that's when our song started to become i think more solidified well, yeah, I mean, there is an evolution there. Um, the, the first album is what, Five Mortal Sins? No, actually, what? the first one is the original Sins. Original Sins, and then Five Mortal Sins, right? You can hear such a, a progression from one yeah. to the next. Yeah. It's amazing. Yeah, we just little, little Devil. Right, right. Little Devil's the, the third one, and then the fourth one is uh, Karmic Destiny. Destiny. Which, um, if you look at the album cover for Karmic Destiny, I'm a tarot reader. I've done it for decades. I was noticing that. I saw yeah. that kind of style yeah. to it. Yeah. I'm a serious tarot reader. I've studied Kabbalah and and a lot of mysticism. My wife is interested in that stuff too. She knows a lot. Good. Cause because then she'll appreciate the cover. The cover was yeah. the card of the wheel of fortune. Mm -hmm. But I had yeah. this vision of the wheel, instead of it being in Latin saying tarot, it would say the sins. And instead of the four elements, you'd have the four instruments. And so I had my artist friend Renee uh, drop my idea. No, oh, yeah, he's got it. He's got it. We got it too. Yeah. Yeah. So it's real special to me because the background behind the tarot card is is what we call a nudismo, which was um, something that Renee created 
not mm -hmm. only just in art, but in like garments that. that I modeled for him back in the day. Right. And he's very well known for this and amongst other things. But the album combines, um, you know, my my dream of the, the, the Wheel of Fortune has to do with destiny and, and, and um, karmic experiences. And since I've known Henry since I'm 15, I always... We always ran into each other over the years. We might not see each other for 10 years, and out of the blue, we'll be on the street and run into each other. Yeah, it was, it's crazy. It's, it's like we kind of ricochet off each other and then and come back. Always find your way back. But I yeah. really feel that the destiny was the band. That's what was meant to be all along. You know, I think if we had done this when we were younger, we'd be dead from drugs. <laughs> you know, like it, it's better it happened now. D than things happen for a reason, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I don't think I could have handled uh, the the lifestyle of being in a band and the craziness and the hecticness and the stage fright, because I have horrible stage fright. People don't wow. know that. Once I'm on the stage, I'm fine. But the yeah. before I get up there, I could, uh, you know, it's horrible. It's like you're sending me to the electric chair. Yeah. But you never know it. I've seen your shows. I, I would have probably just drugged up, drank the whole bit. Now I just go up there completely straight and it's, I face it head on, you know? So I don't think I would have had that discipline 20 years ago, even back in the day. I mean, so yeah. many bands that, uh, you know, that do start at a younger age, you know, if they get past the drinking and the drugs and whatever, they all say they, you know, they get high on just playing. After yeah. all, you There's know, no better high than being yeah. on stage and taking the energy in off the audience and giving it right back at them, and mm -hmm. then they throw it back at you again. It's like this kismet, this kind of uh, sure, you know, I don't know, what do you call it? It's, it's like a connection, right, with the audience. It's amazing, and you know what I noticed too, even if everybody's standing in the back of the room, once we get going. It's it's the thing that I love more than anything is to watch as they move forward until they're at the stage. Right. You know, like you you know you got them. You know you got them where you need to have yeah. them. They start moving up. I would be very very um, scared if I couldn't get that audience to to move closer. Now you have some great stage outfits as well. <laughs> okay. Henry does. Yeah, but both of you do. And uh, one I noticed was uh, I, I couldn't help it. You were dressed like Jeannie. That was Halloween. Yeah, that was a Halloween. Was that a Halloween show? That a really yeah, great. Yeah, I was I was uh, Major Nelson. Oh, right. right. <laughs> I, had whole, I had the whole nine yards. I had the whole Air Force uniform. And the little yeah, yeah, Larry Hagman. The little badge. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. That's cool. But but you know, Cindy, I mean, you know, you look like Barbara Eden. You don't. I know. You really you probably heard that a million times. Too. It's funny, <laughs> like my mother really did. But I remember one time I used to be an actress and I was oh. on an audition. I was walking down back in the day when mostly your auditions were like in the Times Square area. Mm -hmm. When Times Square was Times Square. Yeah. And I remember some guy chased me for like two blocks. And I realized I'd never outrun him. So I finally, I turned around and I said, you know, what do you want? And he goes, can I have your autograph? I'm like, did I do anything that was that good? I'm trying to think. And he, he thought, he thought I was Barbara Eden. Rob, yeah. was that, Rob, was that you? You grew up in the forties. I know. Right That's my neighborhood right there. Yeah. Chasing down people. Hey, hey. Autograph. Wow. Wow. 
you you want to hear something funny? I got Bill Cosby's autograph like that years ago before all the scandals. It's he's not worth American dad. It's probably not worth anything now, right? That's true. Now it's worth nothing. Nothing. <laughs> but it might be one day in the way that Charles Manson's autograph might be worth something now. <laughs> you know? Well, somebody will always buy Charles Manson something. Unfortunately, there's crazies out there. Yeah. But Henry and I like to dress up on stage. And I think our yeah. philosophy is if you just came to hear music and you don't want to show, stay home in your living room and listen to the album. I, we're from the old school that when you when people pay money, especially to come into the club, right? When they come out and they take their time, um, you know, to however their transportation is to get there, however it took them. Give them a show, you know. Nobody yes. wants to see somebody in with their ass crack hanging out of their baggy pants or and their flannel shirt. And that was good for like a minute. That whole Seattle thing was really, really great because that was music that I came up with. And yeah. I love all that stuff. And it was good for a minute. But I think people really dug like like Bowie's day. And I was Bowie. I was gonna say Bowie, even yeah, Alice Bowie. Cooper, you that know. Was a new band Maniskin. Is it called Maniskin? You know that new band? They're like they dress up in drag, and they've got chicks in the band. And what, what, what are they called? Manis, Maniskin. Maniskin. They're getting really big now. They're really okay. energetic and really hot. It's a young band. They're, well, they're we're due for a, a scene like that. Um, yeah. The one guy who I thought had a chance of bringing that back, but I don't. I, he failed at it. Was Marilyn Manson? All right. I I the struts. Well, right. That's true. That's true. The struts. But with Manson uh, in the 90s, I, I liked what he was doing for a couple of years, like that Antichrist superstar and then into mechanical animals. Yeah. That's well, I saw him a couple of times in that period. And his whole thing was he was tired of and he, I mean, he was vocal about it. He didn't like the grunge scene because there was no style to it. And he wanted right. to bring back. Bowie, Kiss, Alice Cooper, yeah. you know, back into, and he did that. And unfortunately, he kind of went off the rails after that. But though that period, we're due for something like that. Yeah. I think we are. I was going to wear an outfit for you guys, and she told me not to. So, I what were you going to wear, Henry? You know, I just wanted to, to mention that Arno played on the last Struts album. So he called me up one day. Mm -hmm. I have been so hot on the Struts for so long, trying to get people to 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 listen to them. Because yeah. it was close to like the best band out there right now uh, that that brings that that glam style back. So yeah. Arnold calls me up and he said, "Hey, I got a VIP plus one to go see the Struts." I'm like, "Yes." <laughs> Where was that? I asked. I went, "Yes." So we went and we had this. It was it was phenomenal. We were up in the balcony in our own little like section, looking over the stage, and yeah. they were. I mean, they were so. Good. The crowd was just doing all the moves. Where was this, Cindy? Where was this? Um, uh, in New York. But what's the? It wasn't Webster Hall. What's the other ones? The big ones. The bigger ones. Bowery Ballroom. It's not. It has a balcony. Irving Plaza. It might have Irving Plaza. Irving Plaza. Irving Plaza. Yeah, great, uh, great Irving place. Plaza. Yeah. And right after my the show that I saw them in, they they had to cancel shows because of COVID. Yeah, man, I'm so glad I had that night because they were unbelievable. Yeah, that's cool. You hear something? One of my biggest regrets when I wanted to see the Detroit Cobras because I think this girl's gonna die any day now, and, and, and she, she freaking just passed away. And I was trying to see them because I was kind of telling my buddy, this yeah. girl's gonna die 
I don't know, overdose or something, because she would go like to um, Parkside place and just one day she sent in her bag and she like all the drugs, all the stuff all over the freaking that's place. What I heard. But that, did you see the video that uh, one of the first shows we ever did was we did, there's a video on YouTube of us covering um, I Just Can't Please You. Oh, and I posted yeah. it the other day when I found out that she that she had died. Yes, yeah, yeah. yeah. I was so and, sad because it was one of the first songs we ever played. Yeah, it was. I uh, just can't please you. Was we did their they covered it. I can't remember the original artist. Right, but we did their version. We, of we it. did that. We did their version yeah. of it. Yeah, we, they we were very it. they were very good at picking. Um, obscure covers to Absolutely. do okay yeah. and i really i really dug them uh early on i saw them a bunch of times in the in the 90s like early on you know and they've managed to stay all these years and just be fantastic unfortunately yeah. that, that's the end unfortunately her voice was unbelievable she had a great voice, yeah, really a great voice. 37 years old it's a shame that's it's a shame. Shame. Uh, maxwell's max i i, I oh maxwell's in hoboken yeah yeah, yeah. Good, good place. Yeah. So, wow. Yeah, very sad. Very sad about her. <clears throat> when I was um, when I was researching you guys and preparing for the show tonight, I noticed a couple of clips on YouTube. I think it was more than one. It was at least one of you guys you. playing with with uh, with Mark Bosch. I love Mark, and actually, okay. probably play my birthday bash. Uh, I, I was going to ask you about your connection with with him because he's. To me, he's like the last twenty years. He's like one of my favorite guitar players. Oh yeah, yeah. I'm a big Ian Hunter fan, so he, you know, his connection with Ian, and I got to see him on the Mata Hoople reunion tour two years ago. Yeah, that was that was good at the uh, the Beacon. I was at that show, yeah. but uh, he's amazing. Are you guys good friends or, or we 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 hang? We, we he's he's a sweetheart. He's a, he's a he's wow. a he's a great human being, and mm -hmm. um, and we just sort of tell stories and we, we get together like around the holidays at my bar. At, at we her. do an annual get together at my bar, but my bars across the street from Jim Mastro's guitar bar, the guitar shop. Okay. And so I actually met Mark first because I met Mark through, through uh, Jim at, I think an Ian Hunter show. I think that's the first time I actually talked to Mark. I'm not, I can't remember, but Mark used to come to our shows. And I think he said to me one day, if I have it correctly, he said, if you ever want me, you know, want me to come up and pop up for a song or something, I'm like, okay. We were like, oh yeah. my God, yeah, of course. You know, I pinch myself a lot with this band where like people just want to play with us. And I, I'm like, I, and there's a part of me that always goes, why? <laughs> you know? But at the same time, I'm like, you know, you're, we're living our best life right now. Do it now. Say yes. I used to be really shy about asking or, but now I'm kind of, especially after COVID, I'm like, we got to live now. Do everything. Yeah, I think we, we've all learned that lesson. Yeah. I mean, we've definitely. had some, some remarkable opportunities to play with very, very talented people. And it's just like, oh my God. Yes. You know, it's, and be produced by really incredible people because Pepe Castro uh, produced a lot of the songs on Little Devil, and mm -hmm. and he was from the Blues Magoos. Blues Magoos, yeah, yeah. yeah. And wow, that's, that's just and played bass on a couple tracks. This too. is our vinyl record, it's that mm -hmm. glorious vinyl, and uh, Pepe Castro produced about eighty percent of uh, this record. And what wow. an experience it was working with him. 
I met him years ago at the the old cave stomp festivals that they okay. used to have. You yeah. know, the Blues Magoos would play. I got to talk to him for about fifteen minutes. Nice guy, very yeah. nice guy. So you guys are uh, you guys are getting ready to go to Europe, right? Sunday. Sunday, and there's a snowstorm on Saturday. Yeah, fingers crossed. Oh, wow. yeah. Six to twelve, six to 12 inches of I, snow. I heard they downgraded it a little bit, so maybe it won't be as bad. I hope. And I just want to get on that plane. Between worrying about not getting COVID for the last month, so that I can get on that plane, it's mm -hmm. not the only reason I didn't want to get COVID. But I mean, members of my family got COVID over Christmas, and I'm like, that's it. I'm not getting to Sweden. Because if they got it, I'm going to get it. And I'm going to, even if I recover now, I'm still going to test positive by the time I go to Sweden. But what do you need? A 24 hour test? Like the, the 24 hours ahead of time? 48. But 48. I was negative. I never got it. And they had full blown COVID my, and, and I never got it. I don't know why, so, but I keep telling Henry, once I get on that plane between the snowstorms, the COVID test, you know, not getting COVID, trying to be careful. Once we sit on that plane, I'm going to exhale and maybe I might even have a cocktail. Yeah. Why not? Until it's time to come back. <laughs> it's a good, it's a good, you know, it's probably six, seven hours to Sweden, right? Seven, seven and a half. Seven and a half. Yeah. And a half, yeah. Wow. Half going second, out and, and eight coming back. So how many gigs you got lined up? We had three. And because of COVID, we have a radio interview there with their like little Stevens Underground Garage affiliate with Ed uh, O'Neill. Oh, okay. But we had three shows lined up, and because of COVID, the promoters got scared, and then they got canceled. And somehow, again, miraculously, we were able to get two shows back. And so we have two definite shows that that are they're absolutely definite. Right. The radio show. But I'm like, you know what? If we had one show with all this COVID stuff going on and the cancellations and the restrictions – I'm happy. I just want to yeah, get out of here too. and go somewhere. And Sweden's play. really cool. Stockholm's cool. We have a lot of friends there. A lot of friends yeah. there. There's some great guitar shops. I definitely plan on visiting. And uh, have have you have you performed in in Europe before as the Sins? Yeah. 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 We this will be our second tour in Sweden. In Sweden. Wow. Just Sweden. No, no other country at this no point. I performed in other countries as a poet. I've performed in uh, the UK, in mm -hmm. Ireland. Um, but as a band, we, we've done two tours in Sweden. The first tour um, was, we didn't really know what to expect or what was going on. Or we were so like, you know, new to getting a, a band together, you know, to get a band out there. Um, and this, this one, we have a rehearsal space lined up. Um, we'll be playing with the Plastic Pals and the Noise Detectors Incorporated. And, um, yeah, I've been checking out the noise detectors a little bit. Uh, they're, they've been on my radar. I was thinking about reaching out to uh, uh, the girl with the blonde. Uh, what's her name? I forget. Um, that's um, uh, Ann. And something, I think. Yeah. 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 I'm, fr I'm friends with her on Facebook, but we've never really talked. And I just curious. And I checked out her band recently. And, and I'm like, wow, these guys are pretty good. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, so you want to also reach out to Pop. So okay, I will. I'll hook you guys up. We'll hook you up. And the Plastic Pals are really good, too. Okay, wow. cool, cool. Not bad. Where, now, Rob, where, where were we in the charts in Sweden last time? Oh, we were we were like in the like top 
we were in the top fifty. We might have been like we might be like twenty eight, twenty nine for, for like right? a few weeks. For, yeah. yeah, for for the getting lumped up podcasts. Yeah, yeah whether yeah, it's we it's I don't know if it's the rock show or the conspiracy show or the interview show that we're doing with you now, the rocker Mike and Rob, but whatever it is, they're watching us. <laughs> yeah. Good. I hope you watch us like Monday or Tuesday or whatever day this comes out because our shows will be the Thursday, Friday, and or the Friday and Saturday of next week. Of next week, yeah, right? Yeah, I think we can. I think we can get this this show up before then, so we'll get it out there and we'll promote Great. it. Cool. Oh cool. yeah, well, I'll probably have it by. I'm, I'm going to try to work as soon as possible because last week we interview um that guy Rick Fox and man, that was a long interview. I got to break that down into two. Pieces. <laughs> that was a, it was like yeah. two hours. It was a long interview. Control. Yeah, we've been having some long ones lately. Now, when you come back, you got. Uh, Two dates lined up. You got Dick Manitoba's birthday bash and 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 your birthday, right? Wow. Um, yeah, I do a birthday bash every year, but you mm -hmm. know, with COVID, we missed a few. Um, and actually, uh, a guy who plays bass with us, Michael Gillen from Split Squad. So you right. know, from Split Squad from Harrisburg, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. They they minus five as well. They got Clem, Clem Burke in the band, right? Yes. Yes. Yeah, great band. And so, and 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 actually, interestingly, Michael won't be able to go with us, unfortunately, on this trip to Sweden, um, because he just got over COVID, so oh. um, he wouldn't pass the test at this point. But, um, but also in the split squad is Keith Strang from the Flesh Tones, and so we're gonna have Keith's gonna be over there. He, I, from what I understand. If what I understand is correct, and it was supposed to be a surprise, but I was told is I think he's going to introduce us, maybe do a song. We'll see. Hopefully. We'll see. That would be yeah, cool. check out his uh, band over there, the Vacuum Cleaners. Okay. The vacuum Cleaners. Yeah, they're really good. You, you'd like them. Okay, so, excellent. Let's have a big dinner on the Tuesday night at our hotel. It has a really nice restaurant. So as a thank you for what everybody's done for us, we're hosting a big dinner with everybody. Yeah, we're going to – everybody – It's going to be mayhem. Everybody in the scene <laughs> is going to descend into one – Swedish spot. Yeah, we're there. gonna be busking on the street. Awesome. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. <laughs> Help us pay for the dinner we just had. <laughs> you could do it. Yeah. So That's I, great. I think it's gonna be a really fun trip. I just gotta get on that plane. You gotta get on the plane. Yeah. And the other two have to get on the plane. So oh let me yeah. mention the other two. So we have Andrew George, who plays drums for us on and off. He's kind of like a fill-in drummer, but He's great. And um, so he he's coming along for the trip. And Dave Uhall, who used to play with Mickey Lee. What was the... What the, the, the Rattlers. The Rattlers. The Rattlers, yeah. Yeah, yeah they were a great band. Yeah. So Dave plays bass with us. Uh, he fills in for Michael uh, when Michael can't play. And so we have a great family of musicians, of people that we played with that, um, you know, it, it's, it's, it's incredible to... I feel honored that these people want to play our songs. Absolutely, yeah, agreed. Yeah, yeah. But the album that you got right now is pretty good. It's ten song. It's about thirty-four minutes long. So it's, it's easy to listen to the whole album with the ten songs and stuff. It's just like one hit after another. It, oh, you gotta, it, the way the way it goes, like the way you guys put it together, so it goes from one song. Yeah, to another, it, so. it flows perfectly. Oh, yeah, it's thank a perfect you. flow. Fantastic yeah. flow. Thanks. It's gotten good airplay so far on the radio, which is. Uh, well, I know. Uh, I know Bill Kelly's played you. 
Bill Bill Kelly's a cool guy. He's you know, he's he's awesome. Jersey, Henry's from Jersey. Bill's from Jersey. So there's a sort of connection. You know, you bond. Yeah. Yeah, so we people from New Jersey. New Jersey thing. I was. Together. I've been listening to Bill for ages because when he was on FMU and everything, yeah. and, you know. I remember and, him from FMU too. Yeah, yeah. Um, and he's a cool guy. He's fun. Yep. And he's a fan of the show. Yeah. Well, yeah. hi, Bill. Yeah. He yeah. um, he's doing a show on Saturday. That's going to be well. The joke that he put up was that it's going to be about like why does Sweden make so much furniture? And I said, no, that's great because I'll be listening to your show while I pack my clothes. <laughs> that's, that's funny. Great. That's great. Bill uh, Stevens Underground Garage has been very good to us. Uh, very good. Palmyra Delran has been playing us on her show. Speedy John. Uh, Speedy John Carlucci. Yeah. Uh, also, Genya, uh, Genya Rabin. And and um, Genya. and Rodney, Dick, Rodney. Uh, Bingenheimer. Rodney Bingenheimer, yeah. We've been lucky. We've been really lucky. There's yeah. a lot of good bands out there. And now, it's, the, not, it's not everybody you mentioned. Everybody you mentioned has great taste in music. So pat yourself on the back if they're playing you. It's because you're great. I pinch myself on the back. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> There's a lot of really, really good bands out there that just don't have that opportunity necessarily to get heard. And so today, because there's no real music industry for rock bands, right? No. There's indie labels. You know, you have indie labels. It's all do it yourself. But it, it is. It's totally radio, underground. Like to get played on the radio or to be on shows like this is your exposure. And so I'm so grateful to people that take the time, you know, to, to give bands like ours, we're, we're a little indie band, you know, just to give our band that, that exposure or the interest that you even know details about us, that you did your research and that's admirable. So, you know, so I always like to make sure I say thank you because thank you. It's an honor. You're very welcome. That's yeah, great. Mike, Mike does all, Mike does all the work because Mike always looking for new bands and stuff like that. So he tells me right away, and then he'll send me links. Listen to these guys. Listen to that. So hanging out with Mike, I learned a lot about music. Yeah, and he called me. He's the one that gave me the name Rocker Mike. <laughs> Good name. Thank you, thank you. So all right, so let's. Uh, Where are you guys from? Oh, originally I'm from Brooklyn, but grew up mostly around Queens. Okay. And Rob, Me, we, I grew up in Hell's Kitchen, New York. Cool. Yeah. New York Hell's Kitchen. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, I, I, I spent a lot of time in New York because I also went to school there. Ah. And, and I danced. I was in classes like five days a week for years. Yeah. And I also went to acting school there and did all my all my acting was always in New York. She was an MTV dancer. I was a club MTV. You were on Club MTV. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I'm sure I saw you, you know, at some point. They're just posting all the shows from that era. So, on YouTube. You, yeah, you I, I posted a few that I'm dancing in. And and uh, I think it was Mike, Mike Giblin who watched one of them and said, isn't it amazing how you just found the camera? Because what, what, there's the camera, you, there's me. But did on, you get to talk to downtown Julie Brown ever, or she would just stayed away from everybody? Well, she, it was, a, you know, you went in there and you did your, it was a job. You know, yeah. you went in there and you, and you danced and, um, there were the main dancers that would go on tour. I didn't have time for that because I had auditions and classes and things. But um, you, you went, it was, sometimes you'd be in there early, really early in the day. And some of these people came in, they were really wasted. And you're like, man, it's so early, you know? I, mean, I like to party back in those days too. But like, 
you know, not till at night. These people would come in and they were wrecked from the second they walked in. So you could catch some. They could still dance. They could, well, some of them really shouldn't have. But, <laughs> you know, it was a cattle call too a lot. Like they only had so many steady dancers. And yeah. then they put out a cattle call like, hey, come to, you know, the club and, and you know, you could dance on Club MTV. Yeah, I was like 87 to 89. Yeah, a friend yeah, of mine. That was the heyday. A friend of mine named Ian. He was like this big rocker dude with long hair. He used to go do that. It was so weird one day. I would see him in Webster Hall all the time. Yeah. Like one day I see him. He was in Ian was like, I can't believe you work for MTV. What the hell's wrong with you? <laughs> you didn't whole, work for MTV. They offered you lunch. Yeah. <laughs> you yeah. kind of did it because it was fun and you got to meet a lot of cool people. Um, yeah. I was a dancer, so I just thought somehow, I don't know what I was thinking, thinking that was going to help my career. Uh, it actually didn't do a thing for my dancing career, but I did do several music videos. So, you know, I, I, I made some connections, which, which was really what it was about for me. Right. Okay. All right. I want to thank Henry and Cindy from The Sins for coming on. And uh, you guys were fantastic. We wish you all the best on that Swedish tour coming up. And uh, I am going to do my best to make that Manitoba show. Oh, yeah. Um, good. At, at, I love, I love, I love, I love Richard. He's a great guy. He's been on the show, and we see him around the neighborhood. He always says hi and stuff. So, you know, definitely want to go to his birthday. Hey, what's that guys. show at? Uh, Bowery Electric, Rob. It's at Bowery Electric. Uh, it's a Wednesday, February twenty third. And also, you're, you're off. I'm off. I don't see why we can't. Arno's yeah. yeah. playing with 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 Handsome Dick, and actually, he called me right before the show oh, yeah. started. Uh, to let me know. And I, and I'm, I emailed, I texted him. I don't know if he texted me back yet, but I said, why don't you come up since you're going to be there and do the two songs with us yeah. that you did. So cool. he probably, I'm wait. Uh, he probably texted me back. I'll look, he actually, he did. So I'll look at it in a minute. All right. No, we'll be in, we'll, we'll be in touch and, and uh, we'll have this show up, you know, help promote you guys a little bit in Sweden. Great. And uh, we'll see you when you get back. And uh, what do we always say at the end of the show, Rob? We don't get drunk. We get lumped up. We get up. lumped up. <laughs> see you next week, guys. Take care. Bye. Bye, everybody. Thank you. Have a good one. Bye.